Here, 357. Go up and if you need to, put one right behind his head. We yeah. talked about this ghost bear. How long have you been after this ghost bear? Five years. I just love hunting these animals. That's that's all I care about. Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. (laughs) All right, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, folks. All right, so today uh, I've got two guests, which is kind of fun. Uh, I've got return guest, Jess Gann, um, from Batum907, and her husband, Steve, who is, uh, is this your first ever podcast, Steve? It is. Cool, cool. He's a rookie. A rookie (laughs) podcaster. (laughs) Uh, Well, thanks for coming on, guys. he's the talker. He's the talker, okay. He's the talker. He's the, okay, I... I don't know, from all our phone conversations and everything, I would have thought you were the talker, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's for because a... I don't have a lo- whole lot of uh, human interaction. <laughs> I see, I see. You're stuck in a cave making bear lures? Yeah. I yeah, see. She gets cabin fever. I see, I see. Well, that's cool. <clears throat> so, yeah, folks, um, so that's the plan for tonight is we're going to have uh, Jess and Steve on, so it's going to be fun. Um, so a little introduction to, uh, it's not really the point of this podcast, but some that's going to become very clear as we're talking is, um, uh, the big plans. So I'm for my spring hunt this year. Um, I am going to fly up to Alaska and go hunting with Steve and Jess. Uh, we're going to have a spring bear camp. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, um, so this podcast is going to have a lot of questions about Alaska and a lot of rabbit trailing. So, (laughs) you know me so well. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we'll see where we end up with this, but I have a loose list of questions, and we'll see where this goes. But uh, anyway, um, Steve, first off, so you're from Wisconsin. How did you end up from being in Wisconsin to Alaska? (laughs) It it's kind of a long but a short story. Okay. The best kind. Um, I I grew up in the, kind of the south central part of Wisconsin, and um, pretty much spent most my adult life in uh, steel industry. Okay. And I kind of ventured off into doing construction type work, and oh, in the nineties, <clears throat> the economy started kind of uh, it started dwindling, and mm-hmm. um, being self-employed, um, the construction stuff started, uh, getting tougher and tougher to get. And a lot of people were running out of work and guys were starting their own businesses and stuff like that. So it, uh, it got really, uh, tough to be competitive, but yet, you know, make a, make a living because so many people were just basically doing work, but didn't really know how to charge for it. And, uh, for myself, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't really work for, um, 
way less money than what I was working for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically uh, decided that uh, it was time to look for a new adventure and um, really didn't have any uh, mindset of going to Alaska, but something in the back of my mind kept telling me to check it out. So every time I would think about buying a plane ticket to come up here, I was telling myself uh, I was crazy. There's nothing up there. And another part of me was saying, give it a go, check it out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a couple months uh, after I, or actually prior to buying my plane ticket, <clears throat> um, I was on Match.com and <laughs> while, I was, uh, while I was on there, I stumbled across this uh, pretty into interesting individual. <laughs> she stinks. She likes fishing and she likes hunting. <laughs> Did your profile yeah. actually say she stinks? No, I no. said I loved fishing. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I see. She was into fishing and she was into biking. Okay. But <laughs> the comical thing was she was into motorcycles uh-huh. and I was into road bikes. Ah. Where, like, mm-hmm. tour, like Tour de France bikes. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> yeah. So I used to ride like 75 to 100 miles a day. Uh-huh. And I thought, wow, you I know, this too. is. <laughs> 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 and she had some outdoor interests. So I was like, oh, you know, it's good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we talked on the phone for probably about two, two, three months, mm-hmm. and uh, I bought tickets to come up to Alaska and check it out. Hey, ticket, you came alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <clears throat> it was, it was kind of cool. Uh, flew into Anchorage, and when I got into Anchorage, just picked. So he was actually three hours late. Yeah, yeah. Getting in. Yeah. So it was... Uh, it was kind of hard to <clears throat> try and make that phone call on the airplane saying, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be a little late. Try harder next time. <laughs> I think it was before the sat phone was invented. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, uh, came up to Anchorage, and uh, while I was up here, I kind of scoured, scoured around and looked to see what kind of work was available and so on and so forth, and stayed up here for a couple of weeks, and then I went back to Wisconsin, and I finished up a bunch of the dealings that I had going on down there, and Mm -hmm. I flew Jess down in June, and her and I uh, packed everything up that I pretty much had in March, and uh, we uh, headed uh, up, up to Alaska. Cool. Very cool. Been here ever since. Nice. That is cool. I slept the entire Alcan. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice vacation. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure. That's the comical thing, Matt. It really wasn't the Alcan. Uh huh. We were we were <clears throat> we were driving to the Northwest Territory. Uh huh. And uh, 
we were driving down this road for quite a few hours. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and it was kind of like driving down one of those tractor lanes back in Wisconsin. Yep. Where the weeds are growing in between and even growing on the tracks to where the tractor drives. Yep, yep. And I looked over at Jess and I said, you know, I think we made a wrong turn because there's some pretty substantial brush in this road. This is before Onyx Maps yeah. and MapQuest <laughs> and all that. I know this is remote, but I, I don't think the highway is oh. supposed to be a two-track. <laughs> oh. it, it, it was, it was kind of uh, uneasy feeling, to say the least, because yeah. we didn't see no houses, no gas stations, nothing, you know. <laughs> and we probably about 50 or 100 times contemplated turning around. Yeah. But for some reason, we just kept on going, and uh, lo and behold... You're we, in Alaska, huh? <laughs> we, we ended up smack dab in the middle of Dawson City. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, uh, where's the road? <laughs> and I, there was a fella sitting out on a hay wagon pulled by a single horse, uh-huh. And I said, well, let me uh, stop and see. I'll talk to this fella here. So I got out, and I asked the guy, I said, hey, uh, which way you go to Alaska? And he says, you see that ferry over there on the other side of the river? I said, yeah. He says, well, you just drive on down there, and when that ferry comes across, you can drive on the ferry, and it'll take you across the other side, and you just keep on going. I said, well, where do you get a ticket? He said, it's free. I said, oh, sweet. So I went back to the truck, and Jess hates water. And she said, well, where's the road? I said, see that ferry on the other side of the river? She said, yep. I said, that's where the road is. She goes, we're turning around. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's... Yeah, I'm definitely afraid of water. I almost drowned in second grade. <laughs> gotcha. But you're into but fishing. I yeah, I, I love to fish. Okay. Gotcha. You won't see me on the bank without a life jacket. So I'm a grown woman with a life vest. <laughs> I see. Arm floaties and all? Sure, sure. <laughs> Get the inner tube, too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually fell in the mouth of the uh, Montana Creek to... Is it the Sioux? Yeah. So uh, some guy was walking behind me and... Mm -hmm. He had a huge backpack on, and he turned right at the right time, and I fell right in, right oh, off the bank. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So that was another terrifying thing. A boat came down and saved me, but I, I would have died otherwise. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not cool stuff. <clears throat> no. No, I don't mess with water. <laughs> right, right. Was uh, it... And the river that we bear bait off of is deadly as well. Yeah, so, yep, exactly. I don't even think a life that's going to save you. No. There's so much built in it, it's just going to drag you down. Yeah, yeah. And, and those rivers are pretty cold pretty much even in the middle of summer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this, this one's glacier fred. Yeah, yeah. So it's just barely above freezing all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah, because, like, I'll, I'll watch, like, um, Alaska shows, and, and it, you know, it's... Because, you know, the rivers around here, I mean, if you fall in the river, I mean, as long as you can float... You know, you can, I mean, the current's strong, but you can pretty much make it back to shore, right? Um, but that's, I think a lot of people forget that is, because you watch those Alaskan shows and it's like, oh, the river, it's, you know, it's so dangerous. And I think a lot of people in the, 
Lord 48 go, uh, really? But then you, you forget that the rivers are always cold. Right, it's so, the sweepers, it's the yeah. debris underwater that'll I, get you. I see, gotcha. And that's where most bodies are found. Yeah, yep. In yep. the carnage underneath. Gotcha. Is there actually people that dive down there to find bodies? I don't know if they dive down there, but, you know, they, they uh, after some time they surface, but... It's usually, you know, around a log jam, but I'm not saying that they fall in the log jam, but... Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sure some piece of your clothing could get caught on something and you're Mm -hmm. not going to surface for a while. Right. Right. There was just a gentleman last fall who passed away. He fell just above the Deshka landing and they found him a couple weeks later, I believe. Wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Crazy. No. He was fishing on the bank. Oh. Gotcha. Hmm. But with the earthquakes and everything that we had last year, the banks up here, they're pretty unforgiving. So you can step off the bank and there'll be like a crevice on the opposite. Or, I you see. Know, a feet. Yeah, where it's just breaking away. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, it just goes. Gotcha. Yep. Now watch watch this segue. Since we rabbit trailed on the... Dying in the oh, yep, the carnage. Watch this, this ready. <laughs> yep, watch this. So, <laughs> speaking of, of dangerous rivers, isn't that how you get to your bear bait site? Yeah, that's on the end. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we went from the U- crossing the Yukon River, and now we spend uh, the majority of our time, you know, mm-hmm. on the Big Sioux. Okay. Well, cool. Yeah. So. Well, am I am I gonna fall off a is the, is the ground secure by the bear bait? Well, we just had a four like an hour ago, <laughs> <laughs> so we're still shaking up here. Okay, gotcha. You guys no, have had a fine. lot of earthquakes recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that more than usual, or is it just is that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think the seven scared us all, so I see. you're just more inclined to feel them now. And I now see. that I, anything under a four, we don't feel really. Okay. Unless it, unless it's a abrupt jolt or like a roller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. So scary. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But <clears throat> yeah, you know, I felt I I've been in a few. Well, when I was in the Marine Corps, we deployed to Haiti back in 2010. We had the earth because we don't have any earthquakes around here. Um, mm-hmm. But I, w- I deployed to Haiti uh, after they had a, what was it? It was a pretty big earthquake. I can't remember what the magnitude was. But we were even at, um, we were on ship and we even felt it. There was like an aftershock and we felt it on ship and it shook the whole ship. <laughs> it was crazy. That would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it was like. Water earthquake. I remember, I remember the, <laughs> I remember the, the captain come over the speakers and uh, was like, you boys have just witnessed, uh, um, you know, some of very rare an earthquake at sea or something like that. But yeah, wow. So anyway, okay, let me get us back on track here. We're so off of bear hunting; it's unreal. <clears throat> <laughs> um, Steve, is your favorite thing to hunt bears, or you like hunting something else in Alaska? So I'm sure it's. A lot different than hunting whitetails in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, uh, I kind of, I like the bears. It's, 
that's probably my favorite just mm-hmm. because of they're pretty challenging yeah you know and it's uh it's a matter of bringing the right one in i mean mm-hmm. uh and it's kind of the right one for you you know yeah that's, that's kind of how any of the hunting is for me even like whitetails you know Growing up in the Midwest, I did a lot of bow hunting down there and rifle mm-hmm. hunting. And, uh, you know, any deer is a trophy deer to whoever harvests it. You know, it's um, the way I look at it is um, most individuals aren't going to pull a trigger if they're not, if that's not what they're happy with, you know. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, for me, I'm not... You know, I'm not really one for quantity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the quality. You know, it it has to have um, everything that I want. I mean, last year we sat out and I passed on a couple of really nice boars. Mm-hmm. And Jess was over there giving me the elbow, you know, <laughs> to take it. And, you know, there, one of them had a little bit of hair rubbed off on the back of it. It was a beautiful boar, but, you mm-hmm. know, for me, um, if if he would have had all his hair, um, I would have maybe considered it a little more, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, I, I just passed on him, and uh, the other one was kind of the same way, and it's kind of tough where we hunt because um, we're kind of at the mercy of the weather. Yeah. If the ice doesn't go out early enough. Um, you know, there's times where you're not, we're really not starting a bear hunt till middle of May or end of May, mm-hmm. you know, and granted the particular area that we hunt in, the season's a little bit longer, but once you start hitting June, um, typically the weather warms up, uh, substantially. So then the bears are rubbing more mm-hmm. and your chances of getting something, with real quality hair on it starts diminishing, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, one of those deals where, I mean, it's nice to sit out there and watch the bears, see how the products use, uh, that we use, how they perform, um, how the bears react to different scents and stuff like that. They mm. don't like Limburger cheese. <laughs> really? Really? No. <laughs> you know, weren't we talking about that last year? I, I remember you guys, I think you, I think you told me, Jesse, you were going to try that. They don't like it, though? No, I had ordered some. Okay. Because the gentleman wanted a particular scent ball made of it. Yeah. And I was like, well, yeah. I don't even know if it's going to work. So let's see if it'll even bring them in. Right. And, of course, it brings them in. Yeah. Because I think it's a major curiosity lure of what mm-hmm. the heck is that because it's stench. <laughs> and then <laughs> we put it in a five-gallon bucket, just a brick. I think it was like a 32-ounce brick of, brick of cheese. Yeah. And we had this little sow come in, and she literally stuck her head in the bucket, shrilled her whole muzzle back, and shook her head like, oh, hell no. <laughs> So she did not want nothing to do with that. And all season, nothing touched it. Wow. They would, they would go up to the bucket, but they would not eat it. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was funny to see in person because, you know, we just leave our trail cams on pictures. 
And yeah. we would see them with their head in the bucket, and then it's like, oh, they didn't eat it. It's still here. <laughs> but seeing it in person was hilarious. We bust, we both busted up laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Oh, that's funny. Now, I, I, before I before I get forget this, Steve, were, the boars you passed on, were you talking about black bear boars or grizzly boars? Black bears. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Hey, do you guys even really target grizzlies much, or? Um, it's, it's, for us, it's, um, in a particular area that we're in, mm-hmm. there are brown bears there, grizzly bears there. Yeah. But, uh, it's more of an opportunity kind of thing. Okay. Um, it's, it, you know, it, it's really hard up here to, um, set up a bait site and have absolutely no brown bear activity whatsoever. Yeah. And out of all the places that we've baited, um, where we currently are, we probably have gotten the least amount of brown bear activity. Um, One particular area that we hunted, I believe we had, oh, between sows, boars, and sows with cubs, we probably saw close to 40-some grizzly bears in one season. (laughs) And a lot of the sows that came in had three cubs with them. Wow. So, yeah, so when we see brown bears, I mean, it's it's like no big deal to us because um, the first couple years, this one site that we hunted, I mean, if we saw a black bear, I mean, we had... We got excited. Yeah. <laughs> it was like buck fever, you know? Yeah, yeah no I kidding. mean, you're, you're only talking like, you know, maybe a three-foot black bear, you know, something that just got kicked to the curb by mom. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's coming into the bait site like it's robbing a 7-Eleven, you know? <laughs> and we see it, and it's like, oh, man, there's a black bear, you know? <laughs> oh, it's one. one black bear off that bait. Wow. You did. Oh, the first, yeah. Okay. That's, That's the one you took out of the tree that the mm-hmm. barrel was on. Well, it was a closing day. Yeah. I had to come down. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> the one. <laughs> for, for, for the listeners, uh, the, the podcast we did last year, Jeff, she told that story of uh, shooting the bear out of the tree, right? This That's the one you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yep. <laughs> well, that's cool. And just to clarify, he calls grizzlies brown bears, brown bears grizzlies. So yeah. What, what are they? Uh, it's just the color of the bear. It doesn't. Right. Tech- so what we're targeting in our unit, where our bait is, are grizzlies. Okay, they are they are technically grizzlies. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, technically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interior. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, do they? Now, do they actually? Do they really have access to salmon there, or not really? Yeah. Okay, they do. Okay. All right. Well, I guess yeah, they're on the river, right? I mean, it's. Yep. Okay. So they do have access to salmon. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of curious. Good luck fishing that river with your paw. <laughs> gotcha. No, no, do the do the grizzlies ever get pretty big though? Like the closer to the size of brown bears, or are, are they like really like interior grizzlies where they're smaller? No. Well, there's been some Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett come out of that unit. Okay. Not too far from us. Gotcha. Okay. 
Yeah, it's not. I mean, if you're in the, if you get in certain areas where the moose calve a lot and stuff like that, and some of these older grizzlies, you know, they've they've been raised by sows that, you know, they know the areas where the moose come in and calve, and you know they learn that. So as they grow up, they continue to frequent those areas those times of the years and I mean we've seen grizzly bears that were probably you know somewhere between 10 to 11 footers no not that big well the one that uh up at the first site was well the Alexander Creek that bear was huge yeah I'd, I'd say 10 not 11 11 would be massive yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, that's unheard of. When they sit next to a 55-gallon drum and they look like a five-gallon bucket, it's a pretty good-sized bear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Neat. Are we squeaking? Uh, I hear a little feedback. I don't know what that sound is. Okay, I'll move. Okay. Oh, it sounds like... Yeah, there's a little squeak. Huh, it's okay. It's not bad, but every so often I hear it. Okay. Okay. You guys good? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Edit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can edit. Although, I don't know, some, some people like the... Uh, I, I listen to this one podcast, and they're so, like, raw. They'll, they'll talk about... Oh, I gotta go pee and they'll like walk oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? It's kind of an entertaining podcast. I don't know if I'd go that far, but. <laughs> no, let's not. Let me. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I gotta go. You wanna go check the wood stove for me? <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's funny, but. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, oh, where, where do I wanna go with this? Um, grizzly bears. Yeah, we're, hunt, we're we were talking about grizzly bears, but I can't hunt them. No, but you can see one come in. Yeah, I do want to see one come in. Just you know, you know, it's cool because I get to, I get to. Uh, well, hold on, I have it. I I had some I wanted to ask Steve. So Steve, did you ever hunt black bears in Wisconsin? No. Okay, no. So just when you got up there, okay, to Alaska. Yeah, it was you know Wisconsin is. Um, you got to put in, yep. uh, for points. Yep. And, uh, I used to have, uh, coon hounds. So I used to mess around running some dog circuits and I've met people from all over and I met guys from Minnesota and, um, had talked to them about black bear hunting up there. Mm-hmm. And apparently Minnesota gives, uh, crop damage tags. Okay. Out to the farmers. So up there you can, It's I don't know if it's still like that, but you could get up with some of the farmers who had crop damage tags and you could bear hunt, you know, in their areas. But as far as Wisconsin went, you know, it was getting the, uh, the whole point thing. Mm-hmm. And the time frame that it takes to get a tag is, you know, it's kind of ridiculous because there are a substantial amount of bears, black bears in Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, when you, when you see 
people pulling, you know, four or five hundred pound bears out of the woods, you know, you're not talking a three or a four year old bear. Mm-hmm. You know, right. this bear's got some age on it. Yep. So, you know, he's <clears throat> he's bred who knows how many sows, you know, and then you got those sows with cubs and you know, down there they don't really have the uh <clears throat> They, they don't have nothing that's really going to take them out other than a vehicle. Right. You know, there's, there's no brown bears. They they don't have a predator. They're the highest predator on the food chain down there. Yep. So, you know, uh, a friend of mine that I work with, he lives over in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was had an area over there that he set up some feeders for deer. Mm-hmm. And he set up cameras, and he liked taking, getting pictures of them. And it was just amazing the amount of black bears that he was getting in and the sizes of them. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I asked him, don't don't people black bear hunt down there? And he's like, yeah, there's a few guys, but, you know, black bear hunting really doesn't seem to be um, as popular as the whitetail hunting is mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah. It pretty pretty much shut the states down for whitetail hunting. Yeah. None of the kids go to school. Yep, (laughs) yep, yeah, yep, my, I mean, even my my oldest is in pre-K this year, and uh, even he had the day off for open deer opener, it's like, yeah, he's not going to the blind with me, but, (laughs) yeah, it's... Call in to work with the nine day deer flu, you know. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, I know it's uh, yeah, it's funny how I mean, there's, I mean, when you compare the amount of whitetail hunters compared to bear hunters in, like, even in Michigan, I mean, because that's what I can relate to. It's it's mind blowing how many people, and, and you know, I'll talk to people who are hardcore hunters and they just do not care about bears it's funny it really is and uh, i mean you can i mean in michigan you can still pull a tag every year um depending on what units you put in and still people just yeah i don't know yeah i'm just not interested in that but they'll whitetail hunt which is crazy to me but it's just right i guess more bears for me but (laughs) so (laughs) but me and cody yeah, but meanwhile, you guys have you can shoot three bears a year up. Well, three black bears, and the unit you guys hunt. Can you shoot one or two grizzlies? Two. Two. Nice. Five bears. I don't even shoot five deer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy. That's nuts. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't even imagine. Yeah, there is. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. You know, on your main on your main uh, bait site, how many black bears do you think you you have coming in a day? When it's this really going, black yeah, black bears. Mm, last year, I would say black bears. We probably had anywhere from eleven to fifteen different ones. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And nice. that's. I mean, we, that's the middle of May until I think we quit hunting that in like right before the beginning of July. Okay. Cause we had so much stuff going on the last six months. Yeah. Yep. I remember. 
A lot of, a lot of life events. A lot of life events. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. No, they were all good. They were all good. <laughs> Just a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, we've got a granddaughter now. Yeah. Our youngest got married. We went to Africa. What yep. else did we do? Yeah. Went to California. California, yeah. That's so. cool. you got to tell me about Africa. How was Africa? Amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I'd never had the... Um, the gumption to go there, and some of uh, our friends that own the archery shop, they said, hey, why don't you come to Africa? I said, when are you going? They said, April. I said, not going to happen. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it during bait season. Right. So they hemmed and hawed and hemmed and hawed, and somebody's travel didn't work out right, and they could go in October. Mm-hmm. So I was like, October? Really? Yeah. I'm, we, we're interested. Mm-hmm. So we ended up taking the trip of a lifetime, really, because it was a phenomenal trip. We, Between the two of us, we tagged 16 animals, so wow. it was amazing. That's cool. There's That's animals cool. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I saw all the Facebook pictures. I couldn't believe all the different things you guys were shooting. It's like, what? I, <laughs> I mean, just all the different species of stuff is like, Wow. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like a big deal when like um like here the for big game animals animals we got like well three or four to, if you want to count moose mm-hmm. which you can't hunt here right now so right. you know here we got four up there you guys got ten or eleven I think you shot like all of that plus some in in your on your trip right oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy but it was nice because. Like, our guide was very selective. Yeah. Because we would drive yeah. by, and, like, this this area would be filled with, like, Impala. And it's like, oh, my God, there they are. They're on our list. <laughs> yeah. But he wouldn't stop. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, never mind. You know, and you don't really say anything. But later on at camp, he's like, I'm not going to let you shoot a little one. Mm-hmm. Oh, ah. that's what this is. Okay, we're trophy hunting. Uh-huh. And the greatest thing about Africa is that, all the meat goes back to the landowner, mm-hmm. and it feeds all their um, trackers, their skinners, and yeah. they have families that live on that land. So when I shot my eland, I was like, oh, my God, this is massive. Yeah. I mean, literally, all you can see is my head over the top of that that eland. And right. I'm only five foot tall, but I'm kneeling, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this is a lot of meat. Yeah. And, you know, and I knew that it went back to them. But when we got back to the skinning shed, the um, trackers were all excited, and I was like, what's going on? And they said this this one animal is going to feed 30 families on the property. Wow. That's cool. 30, I, yeah, 30, <laughs> 30 different families. So I was like, wow. well, I just want a little chunk, please. I want to try it. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, yeah, we got to try just about everything. Um, Sable was amazing. Yeah. I really liked that. Um, warthog was good. I was going to ask, how was the warthog? I can't remember if it, I think it was bush pig. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get my pigs right. (laughs) (laughs) What did the warthog taste like? Did it taste like pig or did it taste like something else? I don't think we had the warthog. I think we had bush pig and it was sausage with cheese in it. So it was really good. Okay. Gotcha. Neat. Well, that's cool. But when I shot the porcupine, um, (laughs) It was interesting because all the people from camp came out and took pictures. And I'm like, what's going on? Uh-huh. And I guess that's a delicacy for them. They soak it in vinegar and, 
eat it later. Hmm. Neat. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to try that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it was a freebie because they're they cause so much damage to okay. the land and like the Irrigation. the resort. Yeah. Yeah. They, they come into the water holes, and they have PVC piping coming from the pumps into the watering holes and the porcupines will come in there and they'll actually chew on the piping. And uh. Then they put a hole in it and the water goes everywhere but where they want it to go. And then they have to go out there and they have to cut the pipe and, you know, splice it back in. So um, it's more of a, a nuisance animal over there, kind of mm-hmm. like the baboons. Um, and the elephants are destructive too. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have no desire to shoot an elephant. Gotcha. None. <laughs> what, what were there was elephants there though? Oh, yeah. we saw at least sixty of them. They were okay. way cool, but yeah, yeah. I, I just no desire. They'll literally be within thirty yards of you. Okay. So. Gotcha. But the rhinos were a little, little sketchy. <laughs> so yeah. were the cape buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Were you guys allowed yeah, to like hunt Cape Buffalo, or did no? No, we didn't go to hunt. Okay. We wanted um, we wanted like just antlered stuff. Or I see. Horned animals. So. Yeah. 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 That's too rich for my blood. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. I can't afford that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not really familiar with the prices for like hunting stuff in Africa, but yeah. Well, because the. Uh... Because the rhinos are protected. Well, yeah, yeah, the rhinos for sure. I I know those are really expensive to hunt. Yeah, you can go over there and you can dart a rhino, tranquilize it. But to go over there and just to tranquilize a rhino right now uh, and get your picture taken when it is about 33,000. Wow, just to tranquilize a rhino. <laughs> yep. Yep. Wow. But, but over there, a rhino um, is worth about a half a million dollars to oh, yeah. the preserve. Wow. So every time the poachers come in and they kill a rhino, um, that preserve just lost a half a million dollars mm-hmm. and when you take into consideration um i know in october the exchange rate was 15 to 1 so the american dollars worth 15 times the rand in africa mm-hmm. so <clears throat> half a million dollars is a lot of money yeah no kidding wow that's wild <laughs> yeah yeah Sheesh. But we're already planning another trip. Gotcha. It was amazing. Yep. Well, so cool. anybody that's on the fence about it, do it. Do it. You'll love it. You won't regret it. <clears throat> the only, you know, the one thing I'd really be interested in going to Africa for is to hunt a lion. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's that? Um, what's the one lion that uh, uh, was like? It was in the news. Cecil. The dentist shop. Cecil. Cecil. There we go. Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. I'll go hunt Cecil. Yeah. <laughs> I caught flack for shooting the zebra. Gotcha. I lost a lot of. I lost a few friends over that one. Gotcha. Really. But it was the most challenge. Yeah, it was the most challenging animal that I I hunted the whole time. Hmm. So I had four different ones in my scope. Yeah. And 
couldn't get it to work. Mm-hmm. So, gotcha. you know, they're smart. They're, they have a very keen eye and they're fast. Yeah. So, yep. And most are at long distances where, you know, 300 yards away is a lot different than sitting at a base station at 50 yards. Yeah, no kidding. Or 20 yards, you know. So I wasn't comfortable taking those long shots, so I did mm-hmm. second guess myself and I didn't pull the trigger. I see. Gotcha. I finally did on the fourth one, though. What? I was like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what uh, what um, guns were you using over there? What calibers, uh, I should say? A, a thirty out six for most of my animals, and okay. then a two twenty three. Okay. Which I thought was a very small caliber to be yeah. taking yeah. long distance shots with, but everything suppressed. It has a suppressor on it, so mm-hmm. like I've never shot. Well, no, I can't say that. I've shot one gun with a suppressor and didn't realize how top-heavy they are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shooting sticks are great. <laughs> gotcha. What did you use two two three on? My Nyala. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't real happy about that. That was about a 300-yard shot with a two two three. So I knew to aim at least eight inches high. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you know... So got... <laughs> we use... Uh, 223 on, um, I shot a Steinbuck. Okay. And they're pretty small animals. Um, they're like the third smallest in the antelope species. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. probably weigh maybe about 20 pounds, 25 pounds. They're, they're pretty small. So, I okay. mean, you don't want to really use a big, uh, caliber on it. Yeah. And then Jess took a uh, blue diker, mm-hmm. and they're pretty small animals too. And she took that with a two twenty three. Okay. So I mean, um, you know, it's they had a they had kind of the appropriate calibers for the species. I see. Um, the big thing was um, the, the bullets. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, pretty much 90, 90 plus percent of the game that we took, we were using, uh, Horn Indy, mm-hmm. Okay. and, uh, I was pretty impressed with them. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, you know, I've never, what have I used for Horn Indy? I've used, uh, well, I've shot a bear with an SST before. I think that's it. I, I I bounce around on calibers. I've used pretty much, or not calibers, but um, bullet makes and always quality stuff. But um, I don't know. I I'm not sure which one's my favorite yet. I like I like the Barnes bullets. Those ones seem to do really good. Yeah, I, I've been using those for a couple of years now. The Barnes TSXs. Yeah. Yep. And. I hand load them, mm-hmm. and I talked to um, our guide when we were over there, and I asked him um, if they've ever used them, and uh, he said, yeah, he said they've used them. Um, he said they're really good bullets, but he said they really don't perform the way they like them to perform mm-hmm. on the African game. Okay. Um, he said they're a little bit too hard. And what I noticed is most uh, uh, most all the animals that we took, um, there, there was no pass through. Hmm. The bu- we recovered the bullet 
on every single animal. Interesting. And it pretty much everything we shot, it was one shot, one kill. Yeah. You know, and that's what really kind of impressed me about it. Um, it wasn't like we had to chase after anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say on an on an average, out of everything we took, we probably didn't walk any further than five to ten feet to get wow. the animal. Yeah. That's impressive. So, yeah, I mean, a few years back when I was reloading those TSXs, Jess shoots that Ruger three thirty eight compact mag mm-hmm. and she shoots 185 grain and i shoot a 325 short mag mm-hmm. and i'm shooting 180 grain and we're both shooting tsx's mm-hmm. and we took a brown bear a grizzly bear at about 35 yards and we both shot probably within a millisecond of one another and our shot placement was probably at most two inches uh, from each other. Um, we shot the bear right through the lungs, and the, right after we shot, the bear looked up, and he was in the bait site with a uh, sow, and the sow ran in front of the boar, and the boar kind of looked at the sow like, what did you just do? <laughs> and then he stood up and kind of just trotted off, into the devil's club mm-hmm. and Jess was kind of excited she's like oh man we got him you know blah 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 <laughs> and I'm looking at this that's bear. common sense <laughs> I'm looking at that bear and I'm thinking to myself you know this thing should be laying flat right you know I mean he just got hit with like close <laughs> to 8,000 foot pounds of energy right no and kidding he, and he got up like nothing ever happened and just kind of trotted off. Mm-hmm. So we sat there for a few minutes and uh, she stayed up in the tree and I got down and I walked in and we probably went maybe about 20 yards from where we shot him and he was laying in the devil's club. Gotcha. But it was still impressive that a bear could take that kind of hit yeah, and not even really flinch, you know? Yeah. Because she took uh, the baboon she took over in Africa, she shot that baboon at probably 125 yards mm-hmm. with a 178-grain bullet, and that baboon ran in a circle for probably about, 35, 40 seconds, grabbing at his side and just kind of hollering. And I could not believe that that thing was still alive. And she basically took his lungs out. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of his, a lot of his intestines, you know, were hanging out his abdomen. And it was just, you know, it was amazing um, what that animal could endure. Right. Because any human being that would be hit with a caliber and a a bullet of that weight, you know, 
I mean, it puts you right down. Right, no kidding. I mean, yeah. well, think about it like this. The military uses, you know, 5.56. Five, <laughs> you know, that's the... Right. right. Basically, they put us in the same same caliber as, like, ground... Or the same, like, game as groundhogs, basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was easy to kill as a groundhog, so... <laughs> but... Or a coyote. But, yeah, that's... That's interesting. Um, hmm. I, so you're, what, you, what caliber gun are you bringing? So I well, I'm going to bring my 338 Win Mag. Um, okay. Yeah, that's my plan. I'll, although I, I I was like we were texting uh, a few weeks ago. I was I was debating because I, I got a new AR-15 and I was like, you know how cool it'd be to shoot a bear with an AR-15, but I'm going to bring my 338. I'm not messing around. But. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know, Although I don't know, I could. Well, wait a second. There, I could get multiple tags. Maybe we should bring both. <laughs> there you go. Give it a whirl. <laughs> I don't know that. What? Well, you've you've. What? I don't know. Do you? You've shot both of you have shot things with a two two three. What uh-huh. do you think it would do to a smaller black bear? Do you think it would take you down? I mean, you know, I I'm very efficient with an AR-15. What do you think? It's all about shot placement. It is. Yep. Do you think we'd even get a? Well, I don't know if we even need a complete pass through. I think we'll have to track for a little while, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, the, the the thing the the reason I hesitate about it is because it sort of against my my own guidance. I usually give people the guidance like, oh. Use the biggest caliber on bears that you can because, um, you know, you don't always get a good, you know, a whole lot of blood or anything. But even with bigger caliber, like my bear this year that I shot in Wisconsin, um, I shot it with a, with that three thirty eight, and I was using 250 grain nozzler partitions. And, I mean, it, there was blood to follow, but it wasn't like, you know, it, it was like if I shot a deer with that same gun, I mean, Helen Keller could follow the blood trail. So... <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know, um, but with that bear, I mean, there was some, but it was like, like, oh, okay, there's a little bit there, there's a little, okay, there's a little bit there, you know, and, and it's just because the, the fat just, the fat and the hair just soak up all the blood, so, you know, I give folks the guidance, like, hey, you know, use the biggest caliber you can, and then I'm going to turn around and maybe shoot one with an AR-15. <laughs> but even with my three thirty eight, the bear that I took last year, mm-hmm. I, no blood. No hair. Yeah, yep, yep. Nothing. So, I mean, I questioned whether my rifle was on or not. And right. it was dead on when we went to the range the next day. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't recover her. Right. All right, now you got to tell the story. So so last year, yeah, What? so what, you jumped right to the end. What? what Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. So, yeah, so last year you were, when did, was this in the spring this happened? So this was the, it would have been the end of June. Okay. Right before we headed out. But, okay. um, so we were sitting the bait. There was a good six and a half foot board. Uh-huh. He was, Steve uh-huh. didn't want to take him because he was all rubbed. And mm-hmm. here I am like, hey, hey, meet in the freezer. But he didn't, <laughs> didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. So we heard this noise, you know, something thrashing around out there. And it would it just wouldn't commit. Well, come to find out. She was coming in from an opposite direction, and uh, she came in from behind the barrel, 
And you really can't see back there. There's a lot of trees and stuff. And she came in, and I noticed that she was, she looked very mature. Yeah. But she also looked like a runt. So she was small for her head size. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. I noticed that she was laying at the bottom of the bait barrel. Mm-hmm. and she would only scoop with her left paw. So I was like, what's going on? And she'd get up because every now and then we'd whisper back and forth, and they'd alert. And uh, she got up, and I noticed that her entire right paw was curled all the way up, almost in a circle, to her elbow. And I just thought, wow, that is crazy. I mean, I've seen three-footed bear. I've seen, you know, wounded bears that have gotten in a snare, you know, whatever the case scenario may be. Mm-hmm. But I just thought, wow, I wonder if that's a birth defect or if she got into something. And she just, she didn't look right. Yeah. And so I whispered to Steve, I was like, can I take her? And he was like, well, you know, she's kind of small. And I just, you know, she looked like she was struggling. Yeah. So I she ended up turning, but she was sitting when I took the shot. And she literally got up and walked off. That boar that was in front of her at the shaker barrel, he got the hell out of there. Yeah. But she literally walked off. And I was like, no way. And we heard her swim this drainage, which is about 30 yards behind our bait. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck? So we gave it about 20 minutes. We never heard a death moan, nothing. And we got down. We go over there. There's not one drop of blood. There's not one hair. Yeah. And we're looking and looking and looking, and we go over to the drainage, and we're we, on the other side of the drainage, there's, like, tunnels. Mm-hmm. So we're looking up these tunnels. We don't see anything. It's over our heads to get over this drainage. Yeah. And so yeah. we were like, shit. So we couldn't get back there. And mm-hmm. it was high water anyway because we were having 100-degree days, yeah. which is unheard yeah. of up here. <laughs> so we couldn't get back there, and... um so we we headed out, and, you know, we I felt as though I didn't even hit her because of the way she acted. We didn't hear anything, and she swam. So it was really weird. But um, this fall, in October, we had to go remove our bait station, and that drainage had cleared, and there were fresh bear tracks everywhere in that drainage. And I thought, well, I'm going to walk across there, and I'm going to go up that tunnel because that's where I think she went. And sure enough, about 30, 35 yards in, you know, there's a there's a carcass there, and I felt terrible because I'm like I knew I had hit her then, mm-hmm. and I knew I felt pretty I felt a hundred percent sure I hit her when I did. Yeah. So you know everybody loses an animal I get that, mm-hmm. but you know it, it was terrible because I felt like I was doing her a justice, by but I didn't recover her. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it happened. I mean. It, it it definitely happens, and and if you didn't, I mean, if there's no blood. I mean, it's it, how would you know? There wasn't you know, anything. yeah, there wasn't anything, and that's a three thirty eight. Yeah, exactly. So how you tell me how? What did I hit that? You know, that's strange. I knew where I hit her. Right, that's strange. I have no idea. That's bizarre. Yeah, um, unless something happened with. Unless something happened with the bullet where it, like, blew up inside of her and you didn't get, you know... Possibly. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm just guessing, but... Well, with the temperatures we have right now, I don't think she would have made it through the winter. Right. She right. was very skinny, but she she was definitely mature. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, too, when you lose an animal, too, I mean, it's not like they actually go to waste. Other stuff actually eats them, but it's just... Mm -hmm. Oh, it had definitely been eaten. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. When I walked up on it, it literally looked like a calf carcass. Oh, wow. Like a moose calf. So I was like, what the heck? And then I looked, and I was like, this is black fur. This is her. Yeah. So I was super disappointed in myself, and, you Mm -hmm. know, it it happened. Right. Yeah. I was super disappointed. Yeah, it's a bummer. That's a bummer, but well, it is what it is. The crazy, the crazy thing about it is from the from the barrel where the bear was when she took the shot to where the bear actually crossed this drainage is probably about eighty five yards. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and in that distance, um, the you know it the green wasn't really well established. Yeah. Um, so you could see left and right quite a few feet, and we kind of fanned the trails um, that they used to cross that drainage. Mm-hmm. And we walked up and down there for probably 20, 30 minutes, and, I mean, it was still light out, but it it was it was starting to get where it was shaded, so... We had a flashlight, you know, and we're both shining around looking for blood. And, you know, you would just think in that kind of distance being, you know, hit with a big caliber rifle that you would have found something. Yeah, you know, hair exactly. Or spots of blood. I mean, every, I, I would have to say out of the bears that we have taken, that was a first. Yeah. Every, all the rest of the bears, we we found blood. Right. You know? Right. And I would say um, the majority of them probably went no further than 25 yards. Right. You know, so for this bear to go that distance um, was, it, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, that... Uh, the, that is <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever even heard of something like that where you know you shoot a bear and you don't find especially the big caliber like that too I've heard of it with like bows and stuff but you know with with guns I mean especially a 330 RCM that's pretty that's pretty wild <laughs> well and the other thing for me was her demeanor when I shot her yeah was she just walked? Yeah, that's I'm strange. Like, what on earth? Like that's when I questioned. Like, did I even hit her? That's strange. So it was really strange. Hmm. That's really yeah. I not a good feeling. And no, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, especially when you see an animal like walk off like that, it's. Especially get up and just walk away. It's pretty hard to go. Wait a minute, <laughs> you know. Start questioning what happened there. But right. Well, the the boar boogied. He was like, "I'm out of here." Yeah. Right. But he was on camera the next day. Okay. Yeah. So he's back. Yeah. Gotcha. That's cool. How far of a boat ride is it up to your spot? You have to not to give from like, the landing it's about an hour and 20 minutes depending on if you take the shortcut or not okay okay so the shortcut you got to be careful when it when the water's low you don't want to go through there i see i see we've seen people hung up believe me <laughs> <laughs> and i'm afraid of water so i'm not going to help you right <laughs> gotcha 
Well, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun um, coming up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it. You know, it, it seemed like the good rut, like the rut's really kicking in by um, first week of June when I'm planning on coming up. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, this last spring, you know, I was I was baiting in Wisconsin. I was kind of watching. It seemed like the middle of June was more like peak rut, but um, yeah, I was kind of curious with the different winter up there, how that went. Longer winters, shorter summer. Yeah, accelerates things maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you can always tell because when people post stuff on like the Alaska bear baiting page, or you know, they'll email me and be like, "Oh, is this a?" are these siblings or is this a boar and a sow and it's like oh, yeah it's the first week of june yeah, yeah they're okay. mating they're yeah. mating right exactly give exactly. them a couple of days and they'll be doing the naughty on the camera right <laughs> yeah. exactly well, that's cool that's cool ah where was it gonna go with that how is the how has the winter been up there this year are you kidding? <laughs> brutal. Brutal. I'm going to guess it's been it's brutal been because cool. we've had a very relatively mild winter here, and it seems like our winters flip-flop. So we've had, for the last week, between 16 and 23 below. Today is the first day it got over zero. Okay. And wow. Steve's been working up north, Brr. and he sent me a picture the other day, and it was 92 below with the wind chill. Chilly. <laughs> That is so cold. here I am complaining about trying to keep the the water running and the pipes from freezing and going and checking a trap line by myself uh-huh. in 23 below weather. And here he sends this picture, and I'm like, okay, I'll quit complaining. 92 <laughs> below. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. See, it's funny. I, I think that I, I – because I, I watch Alaska weather a lot, and it seems like that the our winters flip-flop. When we have a bad winter, you guys have a really mild winter. And this, this winter has been, well, we had a lot of snow at the very beginning, so it acted like it was going to be a rough winter, but then recently it's been, I mean, we had rain, like even a few days ago, we had, which is bizarre. Normally it's here, here in the UP where I live, um, usually at night we're getting down, we should be like below, like 10 below at night, maybe single digits during the day. And yeah. that is not what's happening right now. <laughs> well, when you were getting snow in November, we had rain. Yeah. Right. It was right. like 45 degrees. It was unheard of. Yeah, whereas it was like, you know, single digits. Actually, no, there was a few nights it was below zero in November because I had my, wow. my my trail cameras out for deer, and, I, and it, it has a temperature stamp on there. And it was like minus one in November, which is crazy for November. Wow. Right? <laughs> So see now I remember the eighties up here as a kid mm-hmm. and you know, it was nothing to have forty below weather. Yeah, yep. And that was all winter and then you'd get a ton of snow in like I'd say February, March. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. yeah, as a kid it was like our water always froze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Do you guys have, do you guys keep it like dripping a little bit, like a slow drip? Just a... No, we just keep the house pretty heated, and the water line runs under the pad in the bait shack. Okay. So where I make my bait, I just heat it up a little bit in there. I see. Gotcha. Keep that's that pad cool. pretty warm. Gotcha. Well, that's cool. It stinks, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Are you still mostly making trapping lures, or have you switched to bear baits yet? 
Right now, I got both going, okay. but I have to be careful because I don't want my blueberries smelling like skunk. So <laughs> right. If you order trapping lures, you're getting it at, like the day after. Yeah. And vice versa, because I I can't do them both at the same time. Right. Exactly. No skunky blueberries. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was nice. It's a nice transition though, because like 23 below and you smell skunk, it's super strong. Oh yeah. And then that. you come in and you know the next day you'll make blueberry because the it funnels through the house. Yeah. All yep. the bells do. So we made blueberry yesterday, and I was like, oh, wow, that smells really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, um, whenever I get, you know, because I, I, I won't have any, like, lures in the house for until, I don't know, I start getting ready for bear baiting season here. And uh, <laughs> it's always, you know, I always... um when the your the first package from you shows up, it's like, wow, this smells so strong. And then you get kind of used to it as the baiting mm-hmm. season goes on, and then you know oh, yeah. you're kind of used to it. And then, and then you know, like right now, I haven't smelled it for a while. Then I'll get it back in the mail, you know, sometime yep. in the summer. It'll go, wow, this stuff is strong. <laughs> well, I have people that order it in like February, and you know, season that isn't until April, and they've had it in their garage. Yeah. And they're like, well, I can't smell it anymore. And I'm like, because you're used to it. Right. I mean, I have people that walk through my front door and they're like, your house smells so good. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, it smells like anise. And I'm like, mm, I don't smell it. I'm immune. Yeah. Yeah. But it's because you, you become used to it. Yeah. So it's not that it doesn't still smell. Right. You know, that was this year I, I used anise for the first time. Well, I've used it before, I think, but, um, you know, I, I used it this year and I was really happy with how it worked. I couldn't believe mm-hmm. how well the bears liked it. Yep. It's, it's super strong. It's a, it's a long call. Yeah, it is. It's really strong. <laughs> bears, bears love it. So. Yep. Yep. So this last year we put everything on our bait site that we had ordered or somebody had special ordered and we never really used it again or yeah. something that didn't make field trials. And we had more bears than ever, more black bears than ever. So it was pretty intense. Like what I'm did like, you use? It, we used everything from kiwi to cranberry to sweet potato. Sweet potato. <laughs> it was a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody came in, called in and was like, you know what? I've got the secret bear lure, sweet potato. <laughs> So that was North Carolina. What? And how, yeah, it was North Carolina, and it was something about hogs, and they dig up the sweet potato fields, and you got to get this lure. you got to make something. And we tried it out, and, you know, <laughs> that was the most expensive stuff I've ever bought. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't keep doing special order if it's going to be this expensive. Yeah, exactly. So, and then, you know, it worked for bear. That's funny. That's funny. But I won't be selling it. Right. <laughs> Sweet potatoes And was it the kiwi? Bears. Was it the cranberry? I'm not sure. Huh. Interesting. Which one of those but do yeah. you think was the best? Everything. Which one what? Out of the, out of the odd ones. Which ones do you think were mm. the best? Or did you just like, there was it, a... holes it all down at once? So everything that I smelled all concocted together in different areas, the the thing that really sticks out to me the most, and it's something that we threw out there because I like using it and you like using it as well, and it sells, but is that final dessert. Okay, yeah. So I could 
smell that over everything. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. That we threw out there, so. That's tough. (laughs) I mean, it smells perfumey at first, but once you get it in the woods, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, you can't, I I would definitely say when you open it up and, and like, take a sniff out of, like, I really like the tar, and when you stick your nose Mm -hmm. in, like, the tar jar, you're going to, like, it it does, it smells like a perfume, (laughs) and then you. it does, it has a perfumey smell. Yeah, but then when you actually, when it, it. it almost needs air to grow, in a way. Yep. Exactly. Best way, best way to yep. describe it, I guess. But yep. that's exactly right. Yeah. The well, best way to describe it. Well, I sent you all those pictures of that stupid tree. I smeared it on Wisconsin. I, I smeared it on this birch tree, and just as the season progressed, they they bent down the tree because I would I put it up as high on the tree as they could. It was a smaller tree, and so they were like bending it down to lick it. And they kept bending it down and bending it down. It kept breaking and breaking and breaking until eventually um, on the trail camera that had, was set to video, uh, Mike got a video of the bear finally breaking the tree down to where it snapped wow. off. <laughs> wow. But, and that was final. It's amazing how they'll, they'll go through the root system of the tree just to get all the scent out of it. Yeah, exactly. It's not. We've had trees pushed over, spruce trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From bears trying to get to the simple. <laughs> yeah, it looks like an excavator goes in there sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we yeah. don't we don't like a whole lot of stuff on our on the ground. Okay. You know, because yeah. we have to remove all contaminated soils, so yeah, we don't like to put a whole lot on the ground, so we put it on the trees and yep. you know, hang stuff and. But it's like, man, <clears throat> what the heck drip there? Yeah. Yep. You know what I um. The fatal draw was was another of the two things this year that I that I used that I really really liked I liked the the tars and the fatal or the fatal draws the ground covers the um I put out um I think it was on my my on the vulture bait that I was using I put out some Michigan mash in um fatal draw and it and it like that night it was like kaboom <laughs> you know yeah. cuz I you know I was baiting semi-infrequently but i put that out and it was like an explosion of activity that night i noticed it's all about creating scent trails yeah it is and it is. i noticed that on our baits when we <clears throat> use fatal draw they tend to roll in it okay so once they get it all over their fur your scent trails just blew up yeah yeah i didn't so. notice any of them rolling it at all but yeah it least well not not this year anyway i've seen them do it you you know i've used even sweet surrender where i poured it on the ground and they rolled in that a lot oh wow (laughs) yeah they really like to roll in that. like a dog with a salmon carcass (laughs) yeah (laughs) but interesting well that's cool um let's see i gotta go to my my list here see if we got everything yeah because we jumped all over yeah, we've been jumping all over. We went way out of order, which is fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. Didn't you know we were dyslexic? <laughs> you guys are you guys are really good guests because um, I didn't like guide you to what I want to talk about, but you talked about it anyway, so that worked. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we've already been going a while, so we could probably. I want to hear Steve's best bear story. 
<laughs> oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited now. Best bear story. Yeah. Uh, probably have to be the one that just took out of a tree closing day on day two. <laughs> <laughs> I've already heard this one. Oh, I've heard yeah. this one. <laughs> <clears throat> but you probably left out the part where it was like an African safari because we didn't have a top on the Argo. <laughs> so the grass was probably about... Five foot tall? <laughs> above, like, the windshield on the Argo, so it was like driving through a jungle nice. where if you look to the left or you look to the right, basically the entire Argo was surrounded in, with grass. It was like driving through a swamp with cattails. <laughs> And I can't, I can't hear real well. Okay. So all I get is her with the Argo running, going, there's a bear, there's a bear. Well, I can hear that. And I'm looking around wondering, okay, what side of the Argo is this thing going to jump out of, you know? Uh-huh. Because... If this thing comes out of the grass, I mean, it's going to be right on top of us because mm-hmm. we're sitting in Argo and like six inches outside each side is solid grass and you can't see nothing. <laughs> it's just a wall of green. And all of a sudden she's like, oh, it's up in the tree. Shut the Argo up. <laughs> so... When we went out, usually when we go and rebait our bait site, we usually typically take a 12-gauge. We're with, ch- we were taking the bait out. It was yeah, closing day. Right. But usually if we're going to go in and just mess around at the bait site, rebaiting or removing it, <clears throat> we usually just take a shotgun with slugs, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's pretty much going to... Get the job done real quick, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was the only gun that we had with, and she's like, uh, the bear was up in the tree, and she's like, well, what do you want to do? <laughs> I didn't ask that. <laughs> I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah she, she, she wanted to give this thing a grass nap, you know. So <laughs> I'm like, well, it's a pretty small bear. I mean, it looked. It looked pretty good size in the tree, you know. <laughs> but looking she at it, she was louder than she was big. Yeah, looking <laughs> at its ears and seeing those satellite dishes, I thought, oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this one wants to sound bigger than what it really is. But you know, we had fed these bears all all season long, and she uh, decides she's going to take this bear, so. I mean, if she would have got out of the Argo and stood in the grass, she would have never seen the bear. <laughs> the grass is like 10 feet over her head. So she stands up in the Argo, kind of like safari style, and she she shoots this bear. And the bear spins around the other side of the tree. And before I could say anything, she's jacking another round in. And shoots again. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You you hit it the first time. It just they realized it's dead yet, you know. <laughs> and 
no sooner I said that, the thing comes tumbling out of the tree. But yeah. It, it was it was quite comical, but, you know, it was a bittersweet deal. Um, we got some pretty tasty meat. Um, bear had really good hair on it, and ultimately we ended up uh, doing a life-size mount of it. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, it was. You know, and it, 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 like I said, it, for for record books, it, <laughs> <By> no <means. laughs> it, it'll never get in there. But I'll yep. tell you what, it was it was our trophy for that day. That's cool. You know, <laughs> I mean, and you know, with typically anything that we've taken, um, you know, it's not just the harvesting of the animal. I mean, it's a lifetime of memories for us. Yeah, know? for sure. Um, you know, we we appreciate the fact that we have the privilege um, to get out in the woods and enjoy everything. And, you know, um, whether we harvest an animal or not, it, it's still an awesome adventure, you know. Yeah, for sure. And running the river, it's, you know, it's not real, real often, but, you know, we've had uh, times where we've run the river in the boat, running up to the bait side or coming back, and you know we see moose swimming across the river and bears, bears and you know it's just it it's cool being out there and it's sea like, lions, yeah, sea lions come up the river. Oh, that's cool. They follow the, they follow the fish in, so it's you know it's like uh, you know it's like living a TV dream. You know it's just yeah. Um, it, it, it's I'm awesome. no Vanna White. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more like Stu off the North to Alaska show. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, awesome. it, it's pretty cool. And, you know, this, this past year, the experiences that we had, you know, the opportunity to go over to Africa, um, it just, it just kind of reminded me of, you know, how people watch stuff on TV, you know, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it, you know, never really ever had an interest in going to Africa and taking any kind of game over there. Um, you know, those animals never really, you know, they just never gave me that spark and, uh, like the North American animals do. And, uh, but, you know, you watch TV and you, uh, see all these animals on the Great Plains and stuff like that, and you just think, wow, you know, that would be such easy hunting going over there. You know, I mean, the zebras stick out like a sore thumb. It looks like there's hardly any vegetation. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. man, when you get over there, I'll tell you what, it's it's a complete game changer. Um, every Every single animal that we took over there, um, there was, there was a challenge in it, um, some far more than what you could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, it definitely isn't, you know, uh, just jump in a vehicle or go for a walk and, and start harvesting animals. Uh, you, you got a, you got a challenge ahead of you. You know, I took a, a water buck over there and, uh, those things go up and down the mountains like they're not even near water. Right. <laughs> they should be called mountain bucks. Yeah, I see. Just you know, it's just 
unbelievable. But, you know, from kind of the time I stepped foot off the plane over there in Africa, it wasn't just the hunting. It was everything about it, you know, the the culture, the people, the scenery. Um, it literally, the areas that we hunted kind of reminded me of being back here in Alaska because we were hunting like uh, bulls surrounded by mountains. Um, the only difference was the the greenery, different trees and different animals. There were no bears there. Right. Right. <laughs> but it's African no bears. Somebody, yeah, so it's probably no different than somebody seeing all this stuff on TV about Alaska. Right. And then they come up here and they're like, where's the moose? Right. And it's like, yeah. you don't see them as much as you do as they portray them on TV. Right. You don't see bear. You know, it took me years to finally be able to drive down the road and see a bear. Right. You know, and because you're not looking for them, really. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're pretty elusive. Right. Yeah, I mean the way TV the way TV portrays is that you should see grizzly bears all the time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's what they think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's just kind of uh it's kind of weird how the TV has that ability to give people the perception that something is real easy or it's extremely abundant. And, you know, up here, our bears are definitely abundant. Um, There's a lot of wildlife up here, but... you got to get off the road system. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not... uh, uh, it's not it's not as easy as the TV makes it look, you know. Of course. Last last fall, I hunted with uh, two gentlemen from out of state, and we were out doing some moose hunting, and it was just kind of funny because uh, one of the individuals we were going through the woods, and uh, he said, "Holy man!" He said, "This is like pheasant hunting for moose." You know, <laughs> so you know, and, and until you're until you're in the woods and you're on foot, um, you just can't get the gist of the density and what you're up against. Yeah. You know, and, and that's why the populations are typically so good in Alaska is because it's it's tough country. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it, it's not something you're just gonna drive down the road in your truck and pull over on the side of the road and go for a, you know, two-hour walk through the woods and shoot yourself a moose. I mean, mm-hmm. if you do, you're darn lucky. Maybe right. a buzz can't well. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's, <clears throat> so it's kind of, you know, it's kind of cool that that trip to, you know, Africa and stuff, it kind of puts you back in perspective of, you know, how things really are and, um you know, it's just kind of cool. How easy we have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Neat. Awesome. Well, been going a while. Um, do you guys have any other any closing thoughts or anything? No, the only <clears throat> the only thing that we kind of found um, <clears throat> throughout the years baiting. Um, you know, a lot of people ask 
um, what's the best bait? Yeah. Or what's the best attracting? And <clears throat> kind of what we've experienced over the years is if you run into a little bit of a jam where you get some bears in and then all of a sudden your, <clears throat> your sight gets a little stagnant, um, it could be a number of reasons, you know, it depends what, uh, what berries or if the corn's on or acorns or calves you know, are dropping. Right. Yeah. You know, what kind of natural food sources are in, uh, season that they enjoy eating. But, um, one of the things that you can, that you can give a, give a world to is, you know, if you're using the same scent or same two cents and, You've been using them for, you know, a month or so. Um, don't be afraid to mix it up and throw something new in there, you know, just to kind of spike that curiosity. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of like, <clears throat> I mean, those animals are like we are. I mean, how many weeks can you go eating a bologna sandwich three times a day? Right. You know, uh, kind of the same thing with a bear, you know, I mean, uh, uh, bears don't rely on moose calves all year long. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'd be great if they could get them, but you know, they, they can't. So they have to resort to other things. And, you know, with bait sites, once they find one, you know, they're never going to forget where it is. But if you keep using the same attractants, you know, over and over and over. I think there are certain bears out there that have been educated on right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Either you know, either somebody took a poke at them with a bow and maybe missed or a gun, and you know, those big, big boars and even the sows. You know, they don't get big because they're dumb. Yeah. You know, uh, they get educated or you know they just they get burnt out on it and you throw something new in there and you know, it's like, Holy smokes, here they come, you know? Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> so that's cool. Just, just kind of some food for thought for people. Yeah. You know, definitely agree. What's uh, what's the main bait you guys use? Um, as far as food source. Yeah. Yeah. Food? Yeah. <laughs> we, we pretty much, stick with just dog food mm -hmm. and you know reason being is um one of the first sites that we had years back that we had all those brown bears in um that's when jess was kind of getting crazy with all different kinds of <laughs> scents and stuff like that. <laughs> and she found this this honey scent and it was really kind of crazy because, you know, people would smell it and they'd be like, man, that stuff smells like perfume. Yeah. You know, but if you go out in a clover field and you pick a, a clover and it's got the, the fruit on it, you know, the mm -hmm. flower, and you pull those little uh, round stems out and you suck on them, they're sweet. Mm -hmm. um, but if you smell them, it has... A perfume like fragrance to it yeah and uh we took some of that and we were using oh man we were using dog food and popcorn and we were using cob and we took some of that and we poured it on a on a spruce stump 
mm-hmm. that uh, logging company. I'd gone in and they did some clear cut and selective cutting in the area, and we poured some of that on there. And oh my God, it was cool to see what a brown bear sow and three cubs can do in the course of a night. <laughs> but oh my god we weren't digging it at the end of the season because they had popcorn and dog food and cob down in the root structure of this bruce tree <laughs> and i'm not kidding you i'll bet you they dug down at least three and a half feet wow. below the root structure jess and i could have basically crawled through the entire root structure. Maybe they were building it then. Yeah. <laughs> so, needless to say, we were down there on our hands and knees and had sticks trying to pull pieces of white popcorn. And We had a rake, <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> wow. I I think, mm-hmm. It was I, bad. I think we ended up with 13 contractor bags full of dirt. And, you know, dog food and popcorn and whatever else not they drug down in there. So after that, we pretty much decided. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, see, we don't have that regulation where you got to, like, clean up, um, like, if if you pour oil on the ground or whatever, you don't have to clean up the oil or anything like that. You got to remove your bait site before once the season's done. But, you know, you don't have to dig all that stuff up, stuff up which is oh, nice but yeah 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 pretty much you gotta you know you gotta leave it like you found it yep i mean if you do pour stuff on you know logs or whatever you know now you gotta go out there with a chainsaw and either <laughs> take that section of log with you or cut it down to where you basically get all that scent away from it yeah yeah um, but so it's you know, it's a little more challenging. I mean, it's in, in one way, it's kind of, I don't know, um, it's, if you get too crazy with it, you can create yourself a ton of work at the end of the season. Yeah. You know, having to dispose of all this additional contaminated soil and trees and all that stuff. Keep it simple. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. in the air, yeah. something on the ground, something on your barrel. Right, right. Then do your burns while you sit. Yeah, and it, yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny because, you know, a lot of people think because we have this business, you know, that we take wheelbarrow loads. Yeah. Track <laughs> and I'll tell you what, I mean, Jess can vouch for it. When I go set up a bait site, um, she thinks I'm buying this stuff because <laughs> I'm pretty stingy with yeah. what I put out. And she's constantly going, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm putting some scent out. And she's like, my God, there's, there's a whole jar. And I'm like, well, you know, I know we don't, we don't have to use the whole jar. You know, so, I mean, I'll be honest, the first couple of years, I mean, we were, we were pretty conservative. I was pretty conservative Speak for with, yourself. with what I used. <laughs> and didn't, I mean, we didn't have a problem bringing bears in. So yeah, it's, it's, 
it's kind of one of those deals where, you know, I mean, if people ask me, I tell them, hey, if you buy a container of gel balls, you do not have to dump all those gel balls out the first time you go. Right. You know, just put a few out. And I'm sure you've experienced it. When, mm-hmm. when you open that product up and you smell it in your house, you think, wow, that stuff's pretty strong. But yep. when you get in the woods, and you start spreading it out on the ground, you don't have to put much out. And you're like, holy man, this stuff is really lighting the area up, you know. So if you take into consideration, you know, those bears' sense of smell is 2,100 times greater than a human being. Well, you know, do the math. If you can smell your bait site 50 yards before you get into it, 50 times 2,100, I mean, you're talking some serious footage, yeah. you know, that these bears can smell. Right, exactly. So, you know, and it's one of those deals that um, you got to remember it's surface area. Mm-hmm. You know, if you stick a glass, of, uh, a glass of something with a fragrance in it out on your back porch, you might be able to smell it. But if you fill a swimming pool up with that same fragrance, it's really going to go farther because you're covering a larger surface. Yep. Follow me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, like, um, I, I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, but, you know, like, when you set up your bait site, you get in the temptation to spray a couple little spots. But, you know, I try to, to cover, like, like I'll go to a tree and I'll try to spray up the up and down the whole trunk, for instance, right? That way you're you're getting a lot more. For one thing, you know, different wind currents are picking up different yep. parts of the tree. You know, um, you're covering different levels. You know, so if the wind is going, you know, you're getting you're getting some on the ground that's blowing across the ground. You're getting some that's blowing way up high and further. You know, and so right. I think a lot of people. Um, They'll spray a little spot here, a little spot there, and that's it, you know. But I try to cover as much, like, on tree trunks and stuff as I can. Same with the ground, too, you know. Or the bottom of the underside of the canopy, you know, when you start getting leaves. Yep. You know, spray the spray the underside of the leaves, not the top side of the leaves. Right. You know, because um, the undersides is shaded. And mm-hmm. that attractant will stick on there, lasts a little bit longer. Yep. Um, you know, it helps basically move the move the scent out um, for a little longer period of time than if you're just, you know, right in the open. And another thing is don't be afraid to go away from your bait station. Right? Yeah. Go yep. away from your can. Like, go 50 yards out. Yep. Start spraying out there. You know, you can put a little on your scent trails, you know, your game trails leading in. Yep. You know, they'll come right down them. Yep. Right. Create your own scent, your your own wall of scent. I, I've even, um, yep. on Bates, right, I walk, like, you know, I'll have to park. It'll be public land. I'll, I'll park and walk, like, a mile in. I'll, mm-hmm. like, halfway through there, I'll start, you know, like, spraying, like, every, I don't know, 30 yards or so, spray a tree. You know, spray a tree, spray a tree. Yeah. yeah. And it seems like when I do that, it, you get pretty good. Oh, it seems like you get a lot more activity when you do that. You'll you'll even see new bears start showing up when you do that. 
Well, right. you also see bear tracks leading in and out with your tracks. Correct. I've Correct. Seen your <laughs> Correct. Yes. That's yeah. that's exactly that. That's exactly what happened there. <laughs> I um for for the listeners, I had a I had a um that particular bay. I had bears follow me like the tracks all the way to my truck. <laughs> you know, it was that was that was about a mile walk. So, you know. <laughs> One thing a lot of one thing a lot of people don't realize, and you know, for any for any houndsmen out there, I mean, they can kind of contest to this. Um, those animals can they have the ability to take the right direction for scent. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you take a young hound, a lot of times when they start. You'll see them periodically when they're first, you know, learning to track an animal. They'll go backwards a couple of times, and then all of a sudden they realize, ooh, the scent's getting weaker. i got to go the other way. Yeah. Well, you know, bears and deer, I mean, all wildlife, you know, ground wildlife has that ability to follow scent in the correct direction, you know. It's, uh, you know, you think about every one of these animals, you know, once they're born and they're out there with their mom, I mean, they're not following mom necessarily by sight constantly. Mm -hmm. They're smelling where she's at or where she walked. And they learn, you know, subconsciously how to track scent. Right. So as they, once they're basically out on their own, they have an uncandid ability to find that source. Yeah. So by you leaving those trails going into your, to your, uh, bait site, I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to, the longer the distance, the wider it is, you know, by creating these huge perimeters, it's going to increase your odds of bringing new clientele in. Yep. It's a good way to good way to phrase it, clientele. <laughs> yep. yeah. That's what we call it, building clients. Yep, exactly, exactly. So. And a lot of it too is is in the areas that you hunt. You know, I mean, big question a lot of people have too is you know, uh, I found this spot on a hill. Um, there's you know a valley down below, or there's a swamp by me, and, and you know kind of the reality of it is is um you need moisture in the air to carry scent yeah um the drier it is the less the scent is going to carry and you know my experience with hounds uh, i've seen very few hounds that can track in you know low low humidity and high temperatures mm-hmm. you know the, because the scent just does not last that long yeah you know so you know when you're when you're in lower areas where maybe early in the evening the it tends to get like some mist or fog or whatever you know those are great areas because it's really going to enhance your sense that you're putting at your bait sites Mm-hmm. versus if you're up on top of a, a sunny side of a slope, you know, where the sun's beating on it all day. Yeah. Um, you're, 
your son's not going to carry as well. Mm-hmm. That's a good way. I've never really thought about it like that. That's that's good advice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, I kind of like to put stuff in layman's terms for people. You know, if your if your dog goes in a you know well canopied area, if he goes in there and does his business, I mean, his business is going to smell for quite a while <laughs> or if you out in the middle of your lawn where there's no trees and yeah. business, the sun's baking on it you know once that stuff dries up you know you don't really smell it anymore right ah right. yeah that's true that's you're, true you're killing killing the moisture yep yep that's good that's good i like it it's very true i'm gonna keep that one in my back pocket it's a good idea because, you know, inadvertently. Make sure it's dry. Yeah, make sure it's dry. <laughs> oh, man. You know, inadvertently, you know, yeah, a lot of the spots like I bear bait around here, they end up being by swamps. So it's that naturally happens. But it's very something to keep in mind. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's one of those deals. Yeah. Where, uh, I think some people just do it by accident, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of, you know, until you are exposed to a lot of different things, and I mean, I've been fortunate. I mean, I've uh, since I was a kid, I was raised around dogs, mm-hmm. um, and we always had hunting dogs, and I raised beagles, and I had coon hounds, and, you know, I trapped um, so I was exposed to a lot of different things and learned as a, at a young age the importance of, you know, location for, you know, sets or finding animals. I mean, I watched dogs run rabbits in swamps on the edges of swamps, and, you know, they never had a hard time, you know, because their feet are getting wet and they're leaving a real good scent trail where when you get them up in high ground where it's dry and the sun's been shining on uh, <clears throat> the terrain all day, it's a little slower going because, you know, that that scent's not staying on the ground as long. Yeah. You know, so, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of, I mean, it's just another one of those things to think about. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, that was a good that was a good closing thought. That was a lot more than a closing thought. It's great. Oh, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Cool. Well, we're closing in on two hours here, so. Oh my. Yeah, you guys are good. You guys are good. I really had to ask any questions. It was, this was good. <laughs> Your podcast listeners are going to be like, is this about Africa or bear baiting? I don't about, really get is, it. This is about rabbit trails. This is about rabbit yeah. hunting. It's about life. It's about life. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And there will be many more of these podcasts, I think. Because we're going to do... Oh, dear. Yep. Yep. Well, come in, come in actually, want... What were you going to say, it's Steve? Kind of... Oh. It's kind of one of those deals where, you know, it's like <clears throat> older people, 
back in the day, I always used to say the circle of life, you know, uh-huh. and how things circle back around. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like if you if you don't if you shelter yourself from things that you don't think you're necessarily interested in, mm-hmm. um, sometimes it debilitates you in the things that you are interested in. Yeah. Because a lot of with hunting, everything to an extent kind of coincides. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And it, you know, and it's like you you don't have to have an interest in doing something, but you can learn something from something else. Yep. 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 So agreed. Well, it's like bear baiting and trapping. Yeah, they're they're not they're not really the same, but they kind of are. And you can definitely right. somebody somebody who's a good trapper is going to be probably pretty good at bear baiting. I would think, for instance. Well, I'm really good at bear baiting, but suck at trapping. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie, there. Yeah. Bringing them in, we're just not catching them. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. You're you're but learning okay. the art. Then. It's a learning curve, just yeah. like bear baiting was when I first started. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I'll be something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so no luck on the traps yet. No, everybody else has luck. Really good luck. The guy across the street from us. Yeah. We happened to set a set um, really close to a gentleman, and we went out to check him, and there's a truck sitting there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, what the heck? You know, we sat on top of somebody. Do you know what this would be like if we were bear baiting? Yeah, right. You know, you'd have a letter on a tree <laughs> saying, get your shit out of here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he was super friendly, and he's like, oh, I didn't know you guys had something over there, and this guy's caught seven links. Wow. And we're less, yeah, we're less than 150 yards away from each other. Wow. From his first snare, so I'm like... Uh, <laughs> we're definitely doing something wrong. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is after we met the guy the first time, Jess was talking with him, and I don't know, she must have been asking him something about um, his lures or whatever, and um, she told the guy who she was and all that, and she said, well, you, if you'd like to give the lure a try, I'll bring some out and I'll put it under that tree for you. <laughs> so the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. He goes, yeah, I've heard of your stuff, and but I just didn't know where to get it. And she goes, well, I'll bring you some out and I'll put it under the tree. So next time we went out to check traps, she took some lure out and put it under the tree for him. And then the guy sent her a text and was like, hey, thanks, I got the lure. And he's catching links on the same lure we're using. Yeah. And, and we're not. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, oh, I keep man. giving her a hard time. I was like, yeah, that stuff don't work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it don't work for us, just everybody else, yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah. But he he has he's teaching his, like, I think he's about 10, 11 years old, his mm-hmm. son. Okay. He's teaching him the the trapping trade. So it's yeah. like, I'm not mad at all. Right. So I'm like, you guys rock it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, a 10-year-old can do it, but I'm 42 and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Funny. 
<laughs> oh, oh, cool. Hashtag, hashtag scat happens. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag scat happens. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's the story of my life. <laughs> scat happens. Yep. Sorry, excited? I am pumped. I'm very pumped. About your trip? Okay, good. Yes, okay. oh, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped. This is going to be fun. You guys are going to be the victim of many more podcasts, too, I think. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> well, we'll have to do one while you're here. Oh, for so sure. Can, for sure. Yeah. yeah so we'll, you can we'll tell do, everybody the experience. We'll probably do multiple podcasts while I'm there. So. These people have no idea what they're doing. They're doing everything wrong. No, no, no. You're, you know, you're going to be like, I, this is, this is how, how, I can't believe this is how a podcast is made. This is lame. Oh, okay. <laughs> I probably messed that up too, so we're good. Oh no, you're good. So we could do a live. No, because there's no reception out there, but we could videotape some stuff. Oh yeah, I've, I've got a few ideas. I, I've, I have a there's a there's a few things I want to do. So this is for the listeners. For this is upcoming content. There's going to be. I, I need you guys to do some. Well. I need somebody to hook me up with some grizzly bear meat. Uh, my neighbor has quite a bit. Okay. Like he um, he hunts so much, or he, well, I don't know how to explain this, but he eats so much grizzly meat that he literally smells like a grizzly. I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll introduce you when you're here. I'm not kidding. Like, I, I literally knew he ate grizzly when I met him. I'm like, I smell a bear. <laughs> okay, this is going to be very difficult to kidding. do over radio. I'm not kidding. This is going to be very difficult to do over radio, but um, black bears have a smell, right? Not a bad smell, but it's... it's not a bad one. I would describe no, it as like good. musky, right? Like musky, is that a fair statement? Musky-ish? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does a grizzly bear smell like then? Tainted Different? meat. Tainted meat. That's, that's all I can... Okay. Okay. I don't smell nothing. I ruined his nose. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's funny because I've, you know, living up here in Alaska, I mean, I work up on the North Slope. So, Uh I mean, I work with a lot of people from all over the state of Alaska. You know, I work with people from the villages and, you know, a lot of uh, uh, natives and that, you know, they go out and they harvest moose and brown bears and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I hear all these people go, oh, yeah, you know, you can smell those those brown bears or you can smell the grizzly bears. And I just, I don't know, maybe it's me, but I just it's don't you. smell it. It's hmm. you. You just know, it's... Interesting. People, I've heard people say, yeah, I could smell them before they got there. And, you know, I mean, we've had countless grizzly bears come in and, and i told you yeah she always she'll say something like oh there's there's a brown bear or a grizzly bear coming and i'll look at her like what are you crazy and she's like i don't smell nothing and interesting i hear them before i before anything i mean even skin and brown bears i just i don't notice it you know okay. i don't know what it is but Interesting. Um, some people pick it up and some people don't. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But I did, I did real recently here within the past couple of weeks. 
I ran into a fella, and he told me he had um, grizzly bear for the first time, and he said he actually loved it. Yep. He said it was good. Yep. So and, here, and another another friend of mine, uh, he's got a friend who is uh, native Alaskan, and that guy told him he said um, if you get any grizzly bears and you don't want the meat, he goes, let me know. He said, I'll gladly take the meat. I guess his uh, his family eats it up. They, hmm. they enjoy it. Interesting. So. Yeah, see, okay, so that that's what I want to do is you hear all, you hear they're nasty, you hear they're phenomenal, you, you hear all kinds of mixed things about grizzly bears. And so I want to do, I, I don't, I don't think anybody's done this before, but I want to do like first taste impressions of grizzly bear on video. So you can't even like hide my face, right? Like I want, I, one of you is going to video me as okay. I'm eating, um, some sort of, of cut. I don't, I don't want to like, like, Oh, I made this like sausage, this half pork out of grizzly bear. Like I want it to be like either steak or <laughs> roast. Straight right? grizzly. Yeah. I want straight, yeah. you know, okay. grizzly with, you know, I'll, you know, you can salt it or whatever, but you know, add some steak seasoning mm -hmm. to it, but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't No, We won't even do that. We'll just have, we'll just have, you know, uh, a straight grizzly bear steak and just first impressions. I can't hide my reaction. Right. Like, I'm, <laughs> I think that'd be very entertaining. So, okay. So th that's, that's one of the things we got to do. So I need okay. your help hooking me up with some grizzly bear meat. <laughs> okay no problem i know quite since, a few people okay since i can't shoot one myself so and right. maybe maybe if it's so phenomenal maybe somebody will just give me a hind quarter and i can take it home and then have everybody down here oh look i got grizzly bear meat <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm sure i could find somebody to give you a hind quarter okay well, well let's do first yeah. impressions first because i don't want to take a okay. whole hind quarter <laughs> I'd prefer not to take fifty cents a pound to go back to Wisconsin. <laughs> Tell everybody it tastes terrible. Michigan. Yeah. I know. Bang, bang. I know. <laughs> That's not true. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but uh, what, was what else do you want to try? This is this is really sad. This is actually very sad. I've never had moose. Really. Yeah, I know. I can help you up with the moose. I got, I got moose in the freezer. I have a caribou. I've had, I've had caribou? a lot of things. Oh, I don't have any of that. Yeah, I've had caribou. I'm good with that. Caribou is good, but okay. it, it, you know. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, but I've never had moose. Of all weird, of all the things that like I should have okay. eaten, never had moose. Yeah. Okay. So. I got that. We don't have to. Have you had that thick of black black tail? I have not. Okay, we'll have that too. Okay. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd oh, like it's better than... oh, it's so good. Yeah, I'd like to compare that to compare because they obviously a ton of white tail deer, but I'd like mm -hmm. to compare that to see what that tastes like compared to white tail. So nice. It's pretty close. Is it okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Cool. Yeah. I'm trying to think, unless somebody's got some musk. You don't want a musk talk or anything <laughs> like that. I'll. You know what? I'll. I. I. I'm an adventure. I'll try. You said muck tuck, not musk ox, right? Muck. muck no muck tuck. Yeah, I'll do. I'll try some muck tuck. Okay. Yeah, I'll try all kinds of weird stuff. Okay. Whale, <laughs> walrus. Traditional food up here. 
wall. <laughs> if you ask that's somebody, why, if you ask that's somebody, that's why when I drive by Burger King, I can smell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. I'll try all kinds of weird stuff. I mean, uh, okay. traditional stuff. Traditional stuff. Yeah, we'll have like a little get together with some bear hunters, and okay, we'll have people bring stuff. Sounds good. That'll be fun. Just random yeah. stuff. That'll be cool. I'll bring. You yeah. know what? I maybe you know I'll do. I'll bring up a delicacy, or something totally random for you guys. I'll bring up white tail okay. deer. Oh wow! <laughs> Here, I thought you were gonna say raw beef and onions. <laughs> do you eat that? No, I've never really. You know, I don't eat a whole lot of. I don't eat a whole lot of beef actually. Okay. Yeah, I get like, I I had a pretty successful year, and I've got like three hundred pounds of venison and bear in my freezer right now. So, nice. Yeah, I gotta I gotta do a pretty big. I gotta eat a lot of meat to to clear out for spring bear. (laughs) Make room for my make room for my grizzly bear hind quarter. There you go. (laughs) They're actually quite big. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, but even, even if a grizz comes in while you're sitting and yeah. you've already shot your black bear, yeah, one of us can take right. take a grizz. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Which would be pretty cool to watch. Yep. Yeah, and we'll definitely video stuff too as we're hunting. And it would definitely be nice to have somebody else to hold the pause. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I would love to be involved in skinning a grizzly bear. That'd be cool. So, since I can't hunt them myself without nope. a guide, but you guys aren't guides, so nope, just friends. You couldn't pay me to be a guide. <laughs> I know, I know. So cool. Well, I am very, very excited. I, it, you know, it's we're, been we're it's, excited to have you. Uh, it's been so long. I've been wanting to come up there for so long, and uh, I'm just can't believe it's actually happening. So. <laughs> Is your but, wife ready to move? I I've warned her that I might not come back. That the only reason I'll go back, <laughs> the only reason I'll go back, the, the only reason to go back is to move them up. So there you go. Perfect. We'd love to have you up here. Uh huh. I know there is a chance I might not come back. So <laughs> speaking of which, if, if anybody's lo- jobs, jobs up here for you. If anybody's looking for a, uh, a mechanical engineer or a uh, uh, low-level, low-quality, you know, mediocre podcast host, I'm <laughs> up in Alaska. I'm your guy. Right, right. <laughs> Send me an email. <laughs> I'll post your resume on Batum907. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, at one point, um, <laughs> my wife Allison and I, we were, so I was going to go, I was going to finish up school at, uh, up in Fairbanks, um, and, uh, finish up, you know, college. And, uh, yeah. we were committed to, we were going to move up to a dry cabin in Fairbanks and that was our plan. Oh, I know. I know. We we're just going to, um, <laughs> I, I, I think I, <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I regret it though. We should have done that. We should have done that. But <laughs> well, the plus side is, is you don't have to plug in a dog sled, you know. Right. True. That's true. <laughs> oh man. I wouldn't want to go to an owl house at fifty below. No. No. Way. No. It doesn't sound like very much fun. I mean, I, I'm all about use. I'm okay with using outhouses, but um, yeah, fifty below outhouses. I don't know. That's rough. That's a rough day. Did they come with heated seats? <laughs> you just gotta flip the blue board over. Oh. Right. <laughs> you know. Yep. The frost frosty side goes down. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> Oh man! You'd be amazed at what you can do in fifty below. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Lose your sanity. I'm sure. All kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coldest I felt. You know, it gets kind of cold. We're in this particular area where I live in in the UP. It uh, it gets pretty cold, but even here, the coldest I've seen it is. Did it touch? I think I've seen it thirty below. Like actually, not wind chills. Actual thirty below. But that's the that's like crazy. Like people are. Do you go to work today? Sort of a thing. <laughs> but <laughs> well, at twenty three below, I had to tell a couple of people, "You're going to have to wait." Yeah. Because I'm not working in that weather. Right. I'm sorry, but now it's above. It's ten above. So right. The right. orders will go out tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> And it's cooling off here. As it's warming up there, it's cooling off here. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> Although it's still... Tuck themselves in good this this fall. Right, right. So... Well, in November when we set traps, there mm -hmm. were grizzly tracks right in the snow. Mm -hmm. So it was still relatively warm when we set our traps Yeah. in November. Yep. That's cool. <sighs> All right. Yeah, you got to get to bed. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Reality, the job I'm gonna have to. I got. I got to keep this job for just a few more months. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, I have people from work that listen to my to listen to me for every so often. Although a few of them have said, I got to listen to you all day at work. I don't want to listen to you on a podcast too. Right. <laughs> So, but a few of them do listen. So, I, I'm told them I'm not. I might not come back. So I don't know. They, they have, oh. they've had fair warning. So, but okay. I also yeah. Just tell them if you don't, you don't come back at the anticipated date, don't send a search party. Right. right exactly. It's just like clear off my my desk a little bit just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway. Or you could leave a note. Yep. <laughs> to the recipient of this desk. <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man. <laughs> Welcome to the dream, right? Within the dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off for my second one. Yep. <laughs> North to Alaska. I can see the note, the sticky note on your screen right now. North to Alaska. 
Alaska. North to Alaska, exactly. Living the dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. I got to go to bed. But this has been All fun. All right. We'll keep in touch. Yeah, yeah. Thanks We're for coming on, We're excited to guys. have you. Yeah, I'm excited to come up. So, and uh, there'll be many <laughs> well, more of these. We should GoPros. <laughs> we should what? GoPros? Yes. We yeah, we should just all wear GoPros so we yeah. know what what everybody's doing, and then just right. We can make stream it. We could definitely make some ridiculous videos for this this trip. Oh yeah, so oh, definitely that'll be a lot of fun. All right, all yeah, right, good. sounds good. <laughs> I will. Nice to hear from you. <laughs> yep, good to hear from you guys. So, um, yeah. Anyway, folks, uh, we'll catch you next time.